This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 248, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, we have another one of the episodes of speaking to other teachers, podcasters, YouTubers. And I speak to Charlie Baxter from the British English Podcast. If you have heard that name before, yes, he has been on before. I think this is the third time he has been on. But Charlie is very much a rock and roll English kind of guy. So that's why he is on again. And we speak about British culture. He does the British English podcast, British culture. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? First of all, apologies for the delay in releasing this episode. It is a few hours late. I'm very sorry. I normally like to stick to the times of releasing this at midnight so you can listen to it on your way to work. But unfortunately, this week, family life kind of got in the way of the podcast. But anyway... Here is the episode where I speak to Charlie about the royal family, the sports people play in England, discrimination in English breakfasts, BYOB, and the most important thing of all, carpets. Here is the episode. Happy listening. So hello, Charlie, and welcome again to Rock and Roll English. Hello, Martin. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honour to be here. Well, it's an honour to have you. The third time you have been on the hat trick, okay? That is, well, an achievement in itself. So well done for that. Yeah, a hat trick. Yeah, that's a a word that is used in football. And that's what we did on my podcast. All about football, didn't we? (laughs) Exactly. I was going to mention that earlier, but I I see you you only waited 10 seconds to promote your podcast. But... uh... Guys, I've got a podcast, Um, if you wanted to know. (laughs) Great podcast, great podcast. Um, Actually, speaking of your podcast, which is called the British English Podcast, that actually kind of brings us to what we're talking about, because on Charlie's podcast, he speaks about all things British, looks at different parts of culture. So I thought we could have like a general look about British culture. Okay, and I've got a few things here which I found on British websites sorry, on websites in general, um, and we can say whether they're true or not, okay? Nice. Um, So all of these things about British culture. The first thing I thought we should talk about is what do we mean by British? Because I have a friend who is very Scottish, let's say, like almost too Scottish, okay? Um, (laughs) And if I ever say anything to her about like our culture together, she very much tells me where to go. So basically tells me to fuck off because England's totally different to Scotland. So what what do you think? And another question, do you see yourself as English or British? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a lot to unpack there. But um, I think we've both uh, read the book Watching the English. Have you, have you read that book? You're making me seem even more uncultured than I oh, am. Um. I didn't I didn't mean for that. I thought you had said it uh, a previous episode. Anyway, so there's a a, a very useful um book all about British culture and this okay. author goes through Englishness and Britishness. Right. And um 
she comes up with the idea that, you know, we should really be talking about Englishness when talking mm. about the culture here in, in terms of um, being, being polite and then the North versus the South and all of these other things mm. that we like to talk about when we think about things around the UK, maybe. But um, my theory is that um, Scot Scottish people and Welsh people and Northern Irish people have an identity of their own, whereas English people kind of assume that what Englishness is, is British, which is not right. But I feel like we don't have this united English, unless it's football we're talking about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th that's a good point, actually, because, yeah, I, I think, well, even going further than that, so many English people, often maybe the people that voted for Brexit, think basically the whole world is like England as well. And they have difficulty. For example, they go on holiday to Spain and say, why aren't people speaking English? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I certainly think they obviously think the same about uh, like Scotland, Wales, etc. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a valid point there. Um, OK, so. Another one. So I've got some things here. It says, well, it actually says England is famous for not British. But as we just mentioned, let's not get too far into that. It says England is famous for its carpets. Now, <laughs> certainly in Italy, carpets are considered quite disgusting because they say they, they get dirty. And it's one of the things they kind of laugh at us um, about. Um, what, what are your thoughts on carpets? A strange wow. question that I know. I love but... it. I love that kind of question. <laughs> Have you got a favourite carpet? Um, so, okay, I reckon it might be something to do with climate and maybe royalty. I don't know if if the royals or the nobles sort of thought it was wealthy to have a carpet and it right kind of prolonged. I don't know. I'm guessing there. Like like a red carpet, like the Queen's got a red carpet, even going to her bed. <laughs> like she has to walk to her bed on a red carpet. Do not touch the wooden floor. Yeah, exactly. So it might be that, but I reckon it might also be to do with the insulation, like function. Yeah, I, I agree. Although I think it's, it is starting to change. I've noticed some like friends, like even at my mum's house, like, I mean, there are still carpets in the bedrooms. I think it's essential to have a carpet. But I've noticed like in living rooms and stuff like that, they're, they're starting to go. The carpets yeah. are going. The carpets are being ripped up. It's true. Yeah. And we've got lovely floorboards under there just waiting to be shown <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I think Some that's the best. a trend that's, that's yeah. coming back. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best floorboards you will ever see. Uh, so it says here as well that um, English people are famous for being polite. OK. Um, now, again, I, I see this a lot. But again, if you spend a time in England, um, I mean, it's talking on your podcast about like football hooligans and stuff like that. I I often don't see many people being polite in those situations. Um, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts would be that it's the cultural like norm to not be direct. But mm. that doesn't mean that we're like kind of the spectrum of Japanese polite, where they're like really respectful. I think we've lost the respect and we are just indirect. So it's like annoying 
but not polite. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? The best, the best combination that um, annoying, but uh, but not polite. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, the kids of today, hey, I think the new generation it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, like for example, really um, random thought, but if. If you're in a, a room with people and the window is open and you're cold, mm. would you be likely to say, I'm closing that window? Like, I assume maybe <laughs> oh, a Russian that's too might much, say. isn't it? <laughs> or, or would you say, um, is anyone else cold? Um, so it depends how well you know the people in the room. Because if I, if I were with like really close friends, I would say, I'm closing the window. I don't give a fuck what you think. Um, <laughs> or maybe even I, you would say, close that window, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do me a favour, close the window. Um, but when you're with people you don't know so well, then, of course, you, you have to say, like, does anyone mind if I close the window? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's, like, coming down from the um, old poshness that we have in, in like, the class-based system. So we've got that politeness slash posh that mm. kind of comes down. But, you know, we're not most people don't think of ourselves as, as the queen. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, and even this is one thing on my list, um, like royalty. It says um, English people are famous for the royal family and English people adore the royal family. Now, I, I've made my feelings quite clear on this podcast that. That's certainly not the case for me. Um, but what about you? Because I think I always think about when you talk about culture, you only see it from your point of view. like, And you only grow up once kind of thing. So if people around you don't particularly like the royal family, so in my mind, that's not true. But then someone else who grows up in a family that love the royal family would say, obviously, that that's totally true. So so what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean about that. Um I would say that they're quite a good tourist attraction. Like so many people come and come and are obsessed with the royal family. And I reckon yeah. they pull in a bit of money. I'd love to do a spreadsheet of how much they cost us and how much they bring into the country. The, the, there are various statistics about this. What, what ah. I say to the tourism thing, though, is I say... For example, Rome still brings in a lot of tourists, okay? The Colosseum, but there are no gladiators there. Um, they go there. So I think if we, you know, kicked her out of the palace kind of thing, opened up Buckingham Palace, like people would still come. That's what I think. I would counter that by saying the Colosseum is is more of an impressive building to go and see. I feel like people like to feel like they're close to the queen like i went to the queen's house but, but i mean at the i mean i've never done this but you can't actually go inside buckingham palace can you you can't go and have breakfast with her no i think there are actually tours that go <laughs> oh, in right, there are. some parts okay. of it right okay. sometimes maybe for very important people but maybe not <laughs> Meghan markle anymore right exactly yeah she's she's not allowed in <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me try and think what else I've got on my list. I always have the most disorganised notes for these things. Uh, but, but, uh, okay, probably. Uh, do, 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 do. 
What am I going to go for? Right, I'll go for... Turn that one. Okay. So the next one is, again, all kind of connected to this being polite stuff. Um, is being formal. Okay. So I find this... It's quite strange, certainly in comparison to Italian, say, where they have like a specific way to speak to someone you don't know, like specific greetings. Whilst in England, I mean, it's always just hello, really, isn't it? Like if I if even if I met the Queen, like what, what would you say to the Queen? The first what would be your greeting? <laughs> Good day, madam. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, an honor. I mean, it's an honor to meet you. I mean, the Queen, though, this is such an extreme and we're only we're only helping the stereotype of everyone that's English meets the Queen. Also true. OK, so you've got a job interview. Probably let, let's tone it down a little bit. You've got a job interview. Someone walks into the room. What's the first thing you say? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, but or like just like, hello, nice to meet you. No, it's, it's Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. There's no formal linguistic form mm. of hello in terms of yeah, your well, I mean, elder. May, yeah, maybe I'd go for hello instead of hi. But I mean, that, that's about as far as it goes. And so like the Mr. and Mrs. So like, okay, when you're a kid and you're talking to your friend's parents, like I would never have said like, hello, Mrs. Baxter, for example. Like that, <laughs> that that's just way too formal. It's true. Yeah, yeah, that would be odd. Um, but then... I feel like, okay, so we don't have that, that like higher level of formality, but we do feel like it's a bit weird if you were like, all right, Lizzie, how's it going? <laughs> so like we oh. understand formal versus informal, but formal is kind of just like a less formal version of formal and informal yeah. is very informal. Um, saying that though, what one of my friends who on the podcast, Corporal Coma, um, his mum, um, Debs, as I call her, she, we are on very much first first name nickname basis. Even when I was a kid, I would I was right I was round there. All right, Debs, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> well, this shows your Essex background, perhaps. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I think it does very much. Um, and another one here is that it's it says if you are invited to the home of a native British person, it is normal to bring along a gift. Do, do you do this? Is this a thing? Do all of my friends think, why the fuck does he never bring me a gift? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you give me a couple of examples where you experience going to a, a place and I'll tell you whether I bring a gift or not? Um, so going round friends for dinner. Is it you and your partner and they are hosting a dinner and it's just the four of you? Um, okay. So no, just, just a friend, just male friend. He's cooking dinner, which is something that is now I think about it never happened to me in my life. A male friend has invited me round <laughs> for dinner. Uh, so probably not the best example. Um, but just He's okay, me round to watch the football with some beers. I yeah. wouldn't come in empty handed. I would come with some beers, but they're probably for me and him a little bit. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, it would definitely be, what is it, B-Y-O-B, bring your own booze. Exactly. But I wouldn't class bringing beers for me to drink as a gift. Um, <laughs> no, but you're not coming empty-handed empty yeah. expecting them to wait on you. Yeah, of And course. the thing I was going to say is, like, 
if you're going for a dinner with a couple and you're the you're a couple as well, I've been taught by my partner that you should bring a bottle of wine because yeah. like they're they're providing the food, so at least the least we can do is provide some alcohol that we yeah. will consume. <laughs> Well, so, for example, I went to a barbecue last time I was back um, and oh, actually, no, we did bring a bottle of Prosecco, actually. Um, but otherwise, yeah, because this is this is a big thing in Italy of like you, you go around someone's and you absolutely have to bring something. So even now when we go around, even like close friends here and my wife says, oh, we haven't got anything. We need to stop at a shop. And I'm always like, look, fuck it. It's OK. They don't mind. <laughs> Um, but she I think this might be a gender, a gender thing because Stacey's yeah. like this as well, my partner. Um, and um, yeah, even just I'm, how I mentioned that of going around someone's for dinner. I think that's a it's less common in the UK for like, I don't know, couples to invite. Unless, again, my friends just don't invite me um, and my wife to these things. But going around someone's for dinner like that's that's a common occurrence here. Whilst in, in Italy, sorry, in England, it, it doesn't seem to be that common. Cause it, I think it's mainly focused on drinking. I always use the example of when I first came over and I went to a party and it was like university students. So I came with like 20 beers and then they were eating. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I thought this was a fucking party. <laughs> what? It was a group of people that you had never met before. Well, it was like they were like... Yeah, like friends of friends, I suppose. So I was invited with my friend. We went along and yeah. I was like expecting like, you know, people to be, you know, being sick in the toilet and like yeah. all the rest it. of it. Um, and it, we, we like sat down and had a proper meal. And I was oh. just like, this is this is weird. Like at un- university students to have a party and to eat real food and cook real food instead of, you know, like a bag of crisps or something like that. <laughs> Uh, and it was it was a very strange experience for me. Yeah, that is different. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I would I would challenge though that as you've aged, you've probably become more accustomed to to dinners, to, to eating, <laughs> <laughs> to eating more than a bag of crisps. But eating thing is strange, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't start eating till I was about thirty. I think <laughs> amazing um, that you but, survived. Yeah, but no, you're right. It it does seem a, a bit more normal to do now. Um, so another one, an interesting one here, um, which is the point where we're going to talk about your podcast is football. Okay, a big part of English culture or British culture is football. And as Charlie said, we recorded a podcast about that. So make sure you go and listen to that. But going back to what I mentioned about it being a big thing or like you only grew up in your family kind of thing you only have your childhood so for me football was a massive part of life like in school it was almost like if you don't like football you're a bit of an idiot kind of thing <laughs> um but you told me you're not a massive football fan so so what about you how do you see this was it a huge thing for you growing up for example so listeners i, I feel like that's a, a perfect example of an indirect way of saying you're a bit of an idiot that's exactly what he meant well at my school you would have been okay at my school yeah my school it was a little bit posh it was it was still a state school but you still had cricket rugby and football they were the main Mm. three 
and I was quite good at cricket. I could actually right. still, I could play football, but I just didn't know the teams and the, the, the people. I would kind mm. of be the silent one in, in the group and uh, just nod right. along to the football chat. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Did you see the game last night? Oh, yeah. Great game. Great yeah. game. Brilliant. Go on the blues. <laughs> yeah. I faked it a lot, um, but right. I got to the point where I was like 14, 15, and I, I thought, you know what? I don't enjoy watching 90 minutes of football um, most of the time, so I'm just going to be like, nah, I don't, I don't watch football that much. And it didn't go down great with the guys. <laughs> okay, right. So it's kind of similar then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's always been a problem for me because I've, I've moved to quite a few different countries. And if you like football and you're a guy, you can make friends pretty quickly. You just find a local football team and you have a lot to talk, to talk about instantly. Whereas I've never, never been able to rely on that. So it is, yeah. it is, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're you're a friendly guy anyway, so it's easy to talk to you. There is nothing worse than talking to someone, like being forced to talk to someone, like kind of like you, you know, you're with your partner and you have to, you have to meet her friend, and then you have to talk to the boyfriend. It's like the standard thing to do. He's not talking very much. I mean, I'm, this is actually a personal example. And then you think, oh God, I've got nothing to talk about, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. Do you like football? Um, because I'm, I'm always a bit hesitant to ask that because I I would never say that someone like you meet for the first time because it makes you sound like a bit of a hooligan. So I would never actually say that. But when you're really struggling for conversation and you say, do you like football? If they say yes, it's like, oh, my God, thank God. Like now we, now we can talk. But on the flip side, if they say no, then you're like, oh, fucking hell. Now what are we going to talk about? I was bad enough before. It's, it's a big one. A big question. Yeah, because immediately yeah. it puts a downer on the situation if if they're yeah, coming back it, with a it negative. It does, but but like I said, you're a friendly guy anyway, so so I can forgive you, okay? Because oh, good. <laughs> Hence the third time back on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's the perfect demonstration, okay? Um, <laughs> that you're not a bit of an idiot, okay? That is interesting uh, that you feel like you would be admitting slight hooliganism it's a little mm. bit extreme in my opinion. well okay not, I, I not being a hooligan okay okay not necessarily being a hooligan but just basically a low class member of society i mean which of course i am but i don't want other people to know that <laughs> straight um, away yeah you want them to guess two two nights exactly in. yeah I, I remember being in um a situation once this was actually here in palermo and again it was um talking to someone conversation wasn't going well and there was actually a football match on in this bar that we were in and I, I had one eye on the match and then um i because the match was there i said oh, do you like football and he said no um i hate football and i would never i've never watched one match in my whole life what about you and i was like <laughs> well i've seen the odd match here and there kind of thing because <laughs> you just feel like an idiot you think like oh like he's basically saying football's for idiots so i was like yeah nah. uh, not, yeah. not really into it if it's on yeah. you know definitely don't have a grand on the match behind you no <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely didn't spend all of my childhood like spending all weekend like watching football playing football and talking about football but, I, but sure i think there's there's an extra level of respect that you can have or the confidence that you can have to admitting to it because you can actually play football to a very high standard i, I remember you 
admitting when I forced it out of you? Well, I, I, I certainly could, but um, I've now realised that like footballing age, so now I'm 36, is extremely old. And only recently when I played did I realise that it is actually, strangely enough, from like 32 to like now is like a totally different situation and seeing people that were like 20 running rings around me it, it's it's difficult to accept because you kind of think no like i am i should be doing this but you you kind it happens to all of us time catches up with all of yeah. us unfortunately in in that match particular i think so in the i, I scored an own goal um <laughs> and then I think I fell over about five times and then I went off injured after like 15 minutes. So quite, you know, quite a performance it yeah. was. But um, if if you mind. were at a, a high level, people take it seriously, especially as a young 20 year old, people go all in. And yeah. as, as a mid 30s, I suppose that is quite dangerous. Like I, I did my knee in earlier this year and I've had three months of um, walking on crutches because of football like that was it, it's, it's quite an awkward one for your legs football it is and you you do kind of ask yourself so again when I, I injured myself I was on crutches for a few days and you kind of ask yourself was that really worth it of running around and now I literally man my wife is having to help me go to the toilet kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> that's when you kind of think you know what, I'm starting to think this is not a good idea. Maybe just sitting at home watching watching it on TV is the better option. Yeah. Um, well, I also grew up with, with golf. Did you ever do golf? Right. Oh, no way. No, no way. Golf. Absolutely right. no. But you, you, you do know that like um, footballers really like golf now. Right? Yeah. They, no, they do. But no, I mean, sure. Crazy golf. Um, that that, <laughs> which was like for people that don't understand what crazy golf is, it's quite difficult to explain. You'd have to similar to golf, you have to get the ball in the hole, but there was maybe lots of crazy obstacles in the way, very in a very small course, let's say. Yeah, we need to explain that it's just putting. Um, yeah, hit uh, rolling the ball along the ground, not not driving. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, obviously there's a, a stereotype towards golf, but over the last. 15 years i'd say that it's got more accessible and and more like or or mm. less uh class based wouldn't yeah you say? um yeah i would say so i mean yeah cause I, like for example i know quite a few people that do play golf but again when you say that the first thing actually that pops into my mind is now there is football golf which <laughs> is fantastic i'm not sure if you've played this again it always comes back to football so you're on a golf course very sophisticated and you're just like booting a football trying to get it in um obviously the hole's quite a lot bigger but uh that now that's a great game yeah you like that yeah well less yeah. less um prone to injury in that situation <laughs> although saying that um when oh, i did God. play f football golf didn't obviously do the warm-up there's one thing i hate in life it's doing a warm-up for anything um that sounds quite bad but anyway <laughs> yeah. forget that uh so doing a warm-up and so not prepared and then kicking a ball as hard as you can is uh <laughs> you know I, I did have some pain in my legs but uh that's but true never mind yeah, yeah. I, I even injured myself during the 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 euros the european championship watching football because i was jumping around <laughs> so much so yeah, just stay away from it. It's the best thing. So we think we've clarified that. Yeah. Um, okay, so actually we'll do the last one, which I think is an interesting one to 
to talk about because certainly over here in Italy, people have the wrong impression of this, which is traditional English breakfasts. Okay, because over here, basically everyone thinks we're eating sausages and bacon like seven days a week mm. um, in the morning. But, so what about you? How often would you have the traditional English breakfast? I'd say probably three times a year. Mm. Just yeah. as a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's certainly these days, probably even less than that. But even when so when I was younger, so when I was in my 20s, I went through a phase when it was a bit more regular because I lived near a really nice cafe in London or CAF, I suppose, the place that would do uh, an English breakfast. And it was gr it's great after a night out, isn't it? Mm. Like you go out, you, you know, you wake up late and then you go to like the CAF at like half 10, 11. Then, oh, then it's perfect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it soaks up all the alcohol um, and you feel, well, I, I often felt quite heavy and like lethargic after that, but it was worse. Yeah, if it, anything, so. it makes you feel worse. It makes <laughs> you feel worse. But when you're eating it, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Very nice. Yeah. Were you a, a hash brown kind of fella? Oh, all about the hash browns. All about okay. all about the hash browns. How can How can you not have hash browns, which are... It's kind of difficult. How would you explain hash browns? Um, fried, deep yeah. fried. Mm. Uh, yeah, don't know what's in it. Is it not just potato? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. And then, uh, what's the um, black pudding? That's another. I'm not, not, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Um, it, I think an, an important element. So for uh, English breakfast, I think um, Alan Partridge covered this, is um, creating barriers for the baked beans because the, the baked beans will, will take over all of your plate. So you need you need like a sausage as a barrier, maybe some bread the other side, because if you don't, then it's just, it's just absolute chaos on that plate. It is, it is. And I, I think that some restaurants have gone to the extent of having a little side pot but is that too much for you i kind of feel it's kind of like segregation a little bit i i, I don't unfair i don't like yeah. yeah i kind of feel like the beans are being discriminated against when they're in their own pot i feel like we should all be together on the plate and all be part of this breakfast together so no i'm not i'm not a fan of the separate thing plus it, it's sometimes good to have you know a bit of the on the sausages and yeah, it's not for me. Not for not me. for you. Yeah, fair enough. Well argued. What, what, yeah. What What about you? Do you, Do you separate your beans? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like a bit of separation because then you can dip the sausage in the beans. <laughs> As Get always, nice really talking about the hard hitting big yeah. issues on rock and roll English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got Brexit, we've got the royal family falling apart and we're talking about dipping sausages and beans. Um, yeah, I dip, so I like it. I like it. Dipper, sure. Um, okay, well, I, th I think we've pretty much covered everything there for British culture. If anyone needs to know anything about the whole, everything of British culture, just just listen to this podcast or a bit more in-depth, you can listen to Charlie's podcast. Or listen um, back to this one on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to you. It's up to you. Um, well, I, normally at this point, I have to say, where where can people find you? But this is the third time. I think everyone knows Charlie. Everyone oh, knows where me. they can find you. Yeah. If you don't, the British English Podcast dot com. 
<laughs> couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, okay, well, a pleasure as always talking to you. Likewise. Yeah, very enjoyable. I really enjoy these kind of um, recordings where it's it's a lot more relaxed and you get real English. It's, it's exactly. really nice. And I hope Absolutely. your listeners enjoyed it. I'm sure they did. Okay, well, thanks a lot and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that episode about British culture. Remember, you can find Charlie at the British English podcast.com I think if you just put his name into Google you will find him I hope you learned something today if there's one thing I hope you really did learn it's that baked beans should not be discriminated against when having an English breakfast okay do not leave them off the plate we are all together okay anyway I will see you all very soon people but in the meantime just keep on rocking baby Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.